0: Welcome to the Anxious in Austin podcast.
1: Dr. Thomas Smithyman.
0: I am Dr. Marianne Stout.
1: Marianne works at the Anxiety Treatment Center for Austin.
0: I still do.
1: I do not. I'm at thomassmithyman.com. So welcome.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's been a bit. Cause... It's not that bad. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> You're claiming that we're not the most consistent. I think mm-hmm. we've done, what, three this year?
0: Oh, wow. But, really? I know.
1: And our goal is to do one a month. One a month. That does not happen. And, and we're already in October here, and this is like recording oh, our fourth.
0: To be fair, this year is not a normal year, right? That's like, true. yeah, like three in twenty twenty is you know not I comparable guess. to I guess any it's other. True.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a little more disruptive. I will
0: mm-hmm. say, probably of the three that we've done, mm-hmm. um, they're probably all on a similar topic of something related to most of them related to coronavirus stuff because it's just trying yeah. to get away from that.
1: It anybody. is. It is, yeah. I wonder if we did any before. I remember we did, we did one that was pretty early into coronavirus. Yeah. It was before it oh, yeah. even really hit America, oh, I, totally. think. We, 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 yeah, we, I think. Yeah, I think you were still in then. Australia. Yeah. 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 A lot of it was like, what is it going to be like?
0: I did also want to point out, even though most of you are probably listening to us and not watching us, Skype has some new background features that we were excited about. Yeah, I think
1: it's pretty, I think it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's not worth at all coming to watch the video to see it, but um, <laughs> it's slightly amusing for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, today's topic.
1: Yeah. This nothing, is a Marianne
0: topic. This is my, well, this yeah. is definitely, uh, I feel like a lot of times we pick what's just been coming up naturally in our sessions.
1: Totally. Yeah. And what's this relevant? It's so
0: yeah. relevant. This is like so coming up all of the time. Almost every single session I have this. Mm-hmm comes into at some point or another and it's probably kind of related to other podcasts we've done so I, I feel like you have tons of knowledge about this just naturally but um
1: geez yeah no pressure no pressure can you kind of explain like what the topic is and what the background is and well what, sort I, of what you were thinking about and yeah
0: I do think people clinically speaking at least in the population I've been working I work with there are maybe more on the more risk-averse side of um, COVID, right? Like Mm -hmm. they are really- More
1: inclined to like stay stay home and-
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Like like stay away from doing normal activities.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, A lot of people working from home. And I also work with like a lot of college students. And so um, even there when I've been hearing things like, you know, I have a lot of friends, you know going to parties and doing these things and
1: totally yeah it
0: terrifies me i'm i'm not doing anyone anything i haven't seen anyone and you know really on this risk averse side at scale mm-hmm. and so how that had been like the downside of that right like so on the one side like great you know you're being very responsible and safe regarding covid and kind of like take care of your physical health but there is a downside to it, right? That people had been talking just so much of um, missing social connection and how detrimental that was, and how much that was impacting, you know, their mood. And and right, we primarily work with people with anxiety, not so much with depression. But I would say that depression is coming up most,
1: oh yeah, in the vast
0: majority of the cases I work with, oh
1: yeah, and,
0: and a lot of that is a result of not just the social connection piece, you know, lack of. Um, a regular schedule and things like that, but a huge component of it is this like lack of social connection, and even yeah. as we've done podcasts on before, those like social snacks and minimal social interactions because when people aren't yeah. doing much, you know you're getting your groceries delivered, you're not even having like those small interactions with people as we've talked about are important mm-hmm. um, And just so how are um, detrimental this lack of social connection is to our our well-being
1: and mm-hmm. so I will
0: say and this could be pretty controversial and you and I may have very different views on this too mm-hmm. I feel like part of what I've been working on with clients too is to have them I mean I don't want anybody to be unsafe and to engage in risky behavior you know like I was will say the point of like I'm not saying like go engage in like a, a corona party or whatever like a COVID party like but are there things that feel still safe where you can have some like modified ways of engaging with people, of getting some of this social connection because it is so helpful. Yeah, your help.
1: I mean that. I think that's a that's a very valid topic, um, and not one I've heard people talk about much. But yeah, it's come up in my sessions too, because um, you know we preach. Um, not doing all or nothing thinking. So, not thinking in binary terms. Right. So, so, I've been <laughs> happy 100%, 90%, 90% agree with like you on 75%. that. 75%. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's one too, because, you know, we, we're looking at if we have an all or nothing mindset, then any risk is too much risk. And, like, that, that is pushed in, in, you know, by some segments of society, right? Any risk is too much risk. Um, but in reality, we have risk at all times. Everywhere. Every time you get in the car, Every
0: time you, you, the house.
1: You, you're taking on risk. Even in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know the example I use, because I, I read this book, geez, I don't know, probably 10 years ago, that was about um, percentages of, like basically like the literal risk in things. It was written by somebody who sort of assess that stuff and it was talking about what people get worried about versus the actual rates of things that happen. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, examples were like, um, like kidnapping by strangers, um, which changed a lot of parenting styles in like the eighties. And the one I always retained was, uh, you know, an example of percentage of people who die from their TVs falling on them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which is like, it's, it's a, that, that's an actual risk in your home that's a risk that that will happen, but probably most people are not making huge changes in their life based on that. Mm-hmm. But it's a risk So just being in your home with the TV is risky.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? There's
1: risk in like all these parts of life. So yeah, like we got to decide what level of risk. And this is like, like a David Barlow who's like, in some ways is sort of like grandfather of anxiety treatment, um, like big, big guy in, in the field. But he put in one of his books that, one of the frameworks is you, you accept there is some risk, but is the risk level high enough that I should change my behavior? So mm-hmm. so then we like for this, right? Yeah, there's, there's risk. There's risk. Well,
0: And oh. yes, I feel like in so much of like anxiety and especially in, like OCD work, I'm always talking about tolerating risk in the service of your values. So right, just leaning into risk for yes. risk, risk sake is like torture, right? Like Probably. that doesn't make sense. But like, yeah. can I tolerate some risk? in the service of having the, the life that is aligned with what I value, what I care about, what's important to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this piece of, right, like, yes, you're obviously, you don't want to get COVID. Obviously, you know, you don't want to, whatever, spread this to your loved ones and such. Um, totally. But there is risk involved in hiding under the covers and not doing anything. There's risk totally. there, too.
1: Totally, yeah. What's so we're looking at like kind of relative kind of risk levels, right? We don't want absolute. Like, if we if if we if we pursue zero risk, virus wise, it'll stress us out a ton.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, what are we, what are we giving up? Like, if we're looking at whatever ninety five percent versus one hundred, that extra five okay. percent, what are we giving up for that? Yes, yeah, right, and then yeah, yeah. So on the other side, what is the risk of being super isolated because
0: that's so looking at like the you know benefits of social connection and the risk involved in not having social mm-hmm. connection. there oh, yeah. is um yes.
1: great research base for that
0: yes that like chronic loneliness increases risk for cardiovascular problems
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: chronic activation and this is a big one that like we've talked about the of body's threat response system so right mm-hmm. here so anxiety and stress right yeah this cortisol response which Mm -hmm. in short term helpful right But long-term cortisol response is is detrimental to your your physical health Mm -hmm. um impairs immune functioning how ironic i think that's a piece too that i've talked about with clients like how ironic that the very thing that you're working to do is take care of your immune system but the more isolated you are um, totally. how that is like actually having yeah, a detriment. It has
1: to d- directed, yeah, you know, like killer T cells and like basically your immune system in general. I know they have. I don't know if I mentioned your 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 summary there, but there was that um, researchers uh, whose group would do uh, give people colds, and they would like basically measure how um, how uh, likely you were to get the cold based on your social support um, amount of time spent with friends. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, it actually um, has a direct impact on immune functioning.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to see some of these other ones that they, yeah, there's like so many of them can increase depression and mental health problems, um, mm-hmm. impairs executive functioning, uh, can accelerate cognitive decline in the elderly. This one, uh, Yeah. was this? British yeah, this behavioral... good research
1: for elderly folks, yeah.
0: Yes. Um so the British behavioral economist quantified adding a friend to day to day life as worth up to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year in terms of life satisfaction for the loneliest one percent of adults, and up to approximately twenty two thousand dollars for the average adult. So, like, right, like it can have like that yeah. much of an impact just uh, totally. like having someone like some more social connection totally. in your life. It yeah, can quantify how much how helpful it is. Totally. Yeah, there are other pieces of. That like it had similar rates of um, of smoking and higher than obesity mm-hmm. um, the, impacts
1: on health, right?
0: Yes, on um, with the people who are in like the lower social connection groups, mm-hmm. um, just all these pieces that like it feels like right. I'm being so healthy and so smart and so safe mm-hmm. by being in this extreme, but there is risk involved in this. So oh, I mean, really? I'm not trying to like. Scare people into this. I don't present them with all of this data, but yeah. recognizing, like, right, this is not yeah.
1: That's not it, so great for It's not at all. yeah, yeah. Think about the the solution, right, and figuring out well, where on that where on that scale from all to nothing is the best place to be, right? Because it's, it's yeah, accessible. This, if you dig around in there, there's so much. Like basically, like wide view. Pretty much anything you can assess for physical health, you will find that being spending time with friends and being connected helps and and anything mental health you will find that being connected to people and spending time with them helps like it's it's just it's broad it's broadly just very helpful to connect with people in fact um there is this is one of the like seminal articles i think in the psych literature at least for me is this Baumeister and Leary article from 1995 about the, basically um, the fundamental need to connect. They mm-hmm. were sort of arguing that connection's not just a, a want or a nice thing. It's one of the basic human needs. And then they will lay out this very convincing case, surveying all the research up to that point. And um, if you think of it as being it's actually a basic need, then it explains why if you deprive people of that, they start suffering in these different areas.
0: Even like um, that book Sapiens where they're yeah, talking cool. about like what helped Homo sapiens as becoming you know the successful humanoids versus other groups and like mm-hmm. so much of it was our ability our connection our ability to work together and mm-hmm. so that's what helps us to right like create stay safe create a society uh, get food. All these pieces is that we like need each other. We need to work together yeah. to survive and thrive.
1: Totally. And, and yeah, I'm saying that's like, that's p- part of what makes it so difficult, right? Right now, where we used to go close to each other in all these ways to handle stress and like the group requires you to not be doing all those normal hanging out yeah. with each other things in order to help everyone. What a confusing mix.
0: Well, and I think this piece, too, that I have struggled with is seeing people, like, shame each other for, right, for, like, college kids getting together and parties and things like that, right, that, like, mm-hmm. people are, like, terrible people for doing these things. And I'm not saying, again, that people need to be, like, going out and having COVID yeah. parties and people should do it. So you're not things.
1: suggesting all or nothing as am an not.
0: Answer. I'm not. Okay. But I think it, it at least, at the very least is understandable right this is such a basic need of us to for us to yeah. connect mm-hmm. and be together mm-hmm. and so it's understandable why people would maybe have a hard time with this very new information of it is safer and better to be apart when there is right hundreds of thousands of years
1: yeah it's against ingrained
0: into us that, that we need to be together and being together feels good
1: and you know, and also I mean, yeah, yeah, we with right like our soothing system nightly is turned on by being cared for by others
0: yes well and it would that's go, what
1: calms us down right
0: yes yeah. which is that that piece the exact opposite of like yeah the loneliness turning on your fight or flight or turning on more of these stress response hormones mm-hmm. right the yeah. the opposite piece of that is being around at least supportive individuals mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. turns on that right. that yeah. soothing um kind of calming response system or that that mm-hmm. parasympathetic um response system which is like really helpful for um immune response and yeah calming Mm and um the um rest and digest function yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah that that it's really good for us and helpful for us to be around other people so it makes sense it makes sense it's not people like just trying to be like jerks it could be some people might just be trying to be jerks but (laughs) overall
1: you know I feel like there's like a 5% jerk ratio, although it's, you know, a, a little higher when you're younger, you know, but, you know, that's my, my uh, results from many years of studying mm-hmm. how many jerks there are.
0: The <laughs> vast majority,
1: not jerks, you know.
0: <laughs> so, yes, yeah, this piece of, right, like, at least having, recognizing or understanding why people might not be making, like, mm-hmm. the current, safest choices with some of this. I also think too, like ways, I think it could be helpful for us to talk about things that can be ways of connecting and ways of having, um, right, like responding to that need for social connection that could be helpful and more safe, right? Again, I wouldn't be 100% safe thinking of like, there is some decent research on, right, in being alone and being connected of doing a lot of the, one where you first do offer loving kindness to yourself yeah. and then towards others and then towards people like strangers and then towards people whom you actively dislike.
1: Yeah. Isn't that called loving kindness meditation? Yeah,
0: but I feel like there's like a, probably a Sanskrit term for it that I can't think of right now, but there's some decent research on that being helpful because yeah. it's not just like how, how you could like be around other people and feel alone. It is this idea of like being around other supportive people and so yeah. it's almost like your subjective experience of connection yes.
1: that is so helpful. Yeah, and so it's not just around people.
0: Yeah, so working yeah. on some of these loving kindness meditations can be helpful. Of right, first offering yourself, mm-hmm. maybe it, different forms of it. But the one I use often is: May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be safe. And may my suffering ease. And working on mm-hmm. doing that same sequence towards a loved one, then towards mm-hmm an acquaintance and then towards someone you, whom you actively dislike and then towards like all living creatures everywhere that there is some great research on that being helpful to um yeah. create a sense of some um connection with others also some decent research showed that surprise surprise cognitive behavioral therapy can be very helpful
1: <laughs> never heard of it <laughs>
0: um
1: and i this- mean this Go is ahead. for, this is for, um, connection. to like create new connections with people or to foster a sense of connection.
0: Well, the loving kindness meditation, I think is more of like a sense of connection. yeah, yeah that,
1: that felt sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, it, it is important to like, to, to know, like for like in the research on loneliness, um, it actually wasn't based on how nice people were being to the lonely person and it wasn't based on how many friends they had. It was actually based on the perceptions of those situations. And this is one of the kind of hard parts of loneliness. It's a lot of it's in, an internal processing issue. That sure. then over time leads to being less connected, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a huge, important piece of this, right? There is a way to be maybe physically isolated, but feel at least more
1: connection. Yeah. Feel more, and I, I will say like the, the like I know there's a bit of research. I, I think it's in that Baumeister and Leary article where they talked about. Um, it sort of comes out of like long-distance relationships where people like being connected, um, but they can still feel. Oh, I miss I miss having the person around more regularly. I miss seeing the person in person, like face to face. There's a there's, there's like a bit of a difference there, yeah mm. yeah yeah. So uh, and yeah, that's that's sort of accepting that. Oh yeah, it's not. It's not it is care. harder now than it is normally. Yes. And, and even as like it's not going to be exactly the same. Like there will be this bit of extra suffering, a bit extra loneliness, and you then can put in the extra work.
0: Well, I think even, I mean, maybe this is a stretch, but could kind of speak to even all the teletherapy and video therapy, right, that, that we do and that I'm doing right now and don't normally do, of it still mm-hmm. being helpful, right? Like you're a therapist, you might not physically be seeing in the same room, but it's still
1: yeah.
0: offering some of these pieces of, right, like support and care. Totally, and,
1: totally. But
0: you know, still acting, still a very yeah. connecting experience, even if you aren't physically
1: together. Totally. I, I do think, like, my, my guess would be it's a little different in therapy versus uh, friendship, just because with therapy there's such clear boundaries. There's boundaries and, and kind of distance, right? Your friends are going to be hugging you and touching you, and yeah. there's going to be much more cl- physical physical closeness, whereas, whereas for therapy there's, there's a distance the whole time um, sure. that I think translates more easily into, like, you're sitting face-to-face with a bit of a distance. Whereas I feel like social activity, it's a lot more, it's it's closeness of, of, you know, you're getting closer and there's more sort of touching, or there is touching involved, you know?
0: Sure, yeah.
1: So I feel feel like that's that's my thoughts on, on it being a little bit different.
0: Why it's more helpful or not as big of a change?
1: Yeah, not as big as a shift, whereas like there is this felt at least this is me again, sort of my theories and talking to people on my own experience. It feels, it feels a little more different with, um, with friendships to me, and you know, it gets Although to I some of the way
0: there. right, like so much of the research on, um, like outcomes for people in therapy. So much of it is like that fit, and so you might work with a therapist virtually or physically in the same room, mm-hmm. and if you don't have the sense of right, like that support and connection um and that they like get you right like it can still be lacking
1: (laughs) oh yes yes yes
0: you can still like physically be together and not feel Mm -hmm.
1: totally yeah
0: well some of the things that um yes and looking at some of the the aspects of cbt that can be helpful um Mm -hmm with this because i don't know i guess my only fear in doing this podcast was kind of speaking to people with social anxiety right thinking of like i don't want to overemphasize that yeah. social connection uh-huh. right the and the
1: pain of the yeah. lack
0: of it right yeah it makes me think of like since i enjoy working with insomnia how much i hate all of the research out there that says how important sleep is because
1: uh-huh. i get it i get it yeah the yeah, people yeah. who
0: are, are listening to the research are the ones who already are like, yes, I know, it's so important. I'm terrified, yeah. Like, what if I don't get sleep? And the people that actually needs to be reaching are those who are like, I don't care anything about sleep, who cares? Totally. <laughs> so there's my little totally. bit of fear in that too with this, that like overemphasizing the thing that some people already realize mm-hmm. is incredibly important and painful yeah, to not.
1: Yeah. I thought of that too. The thing that um, sort of makes me feel feel um better about that or why like, like sort of the de-escalating aspect of that is sort of that ba- background for me like I do a lot of a lot of social related treatment and like social anxiety and you know all that background with doing the the like high functioning autism stuff and social skills classes and all that the reason why is because there's such a there's such an impact on, on Humans is sort of why I know all this research anyway, is because there's such an impact based on having social connection in your life. The impact of not having it, how much it, like how sort of, how much that hurts and how sort of negative it is, and then how positive it is to have social connections and like the, all the, the rates of all the problems decline and the ability to handle anything increases, you know, distress. Pain men- mental health all that stuff yeah, you know it has such an impact that's what drew me into it and sort of keeps me um, keeps me wanting to sort of work in that area because I know what a difference it makes you know, and one of the things that that I think of' related to this whole thing is the the difference that like one makes one <laughs> like it's there's sort of this idea, like, <laughs> of like, there's oh, you've got to be um, the person who has a lot of friends party. and is the coolest person, and you need that in order to be the healthiest. But if you sort of dig down into the research, the biggest differences are between zero and one.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. the research, right? Like that improving yeah. like one friend yeah. to day-to-day life. Totally. For very lonely yeah. people, had a was like gaining 120 grand a year.
1: <laughs> totally, yeah, and like this, this that to me is the part that matters here. It's like we want to emphasize it enough to know it's worth putting in the work, because you're really just looking for one, even though it's like small positive connections, like not impressive things. Those make an impact, and then having like one like um, close friend. If you get some one person who's like a confidant. That makes a huge impact. Like, there's a lot of research in like elderly people where, you know, all, all of this kind of loneliness stuff. Because I think in the US, there's a lot of sort of issues with old folks around being sort of cut off from, from connections. But for them, yeah, it was like having one person versus zero, huge impact. If, if someone dies, if you still have one close person, like that, it, it's just having the one person is the sort of the magic number yeah increase from there but as you add more people they add less they each add less um but getting to that one close connection or like one more close connection is gonna add, make a big difference so i i to me i think that's really important i remember with like i did um bullying research as a um for my like phd and they were looking, I was looking at the, oh, you know, like, what to do if you're being bullied, you know, it causes all these bad outcomes or whatever, you know, what, what makes a difference? And the idea from movies is, like, fight back, you know, have some courage and show them and they'll back down. Um, but in the research, it's like, no, that just gets you beaten up because people are picking on those that they believe they can beat up. But what they found did make the biggest impact other than the audience reacting differently, was having one friend. If you, had, if you went from zero to one, like... yeah, then your odds of being bullied dropped dramatically. And so, like, that always stuck with me. And as I got more into this social stuff, the mm-hmm. more I'd see, ah, it really it not like... Even though you might want to be the coolest person at all, all this stuff, well, you really, I mean, it's, it's the one you're looking for. Yeah, I don't... I
0: mean, I don't want it to go totally in the social anxiety range but like that piece too of right a key aspect of social anxiety is like right, the overestimation of um yeah, you know performance standards what, right? yeah what your social yeah. skills need to be i need mm-hmm. to be this like yeah coolest most interesting person in the world mm-hmm. and yeah right again getting into like some of that all or nothing thinking and so i did i wanted to talk about like it doesn't have to be that right like you you totally. don't need to be connecting to people in the most perfect way ever like you just need some some social connection to help yeah food and with your
1: Mm -hmm. and uh, I will say with you know staying in the social anxiety bit a little bit the closing off of the self and then not showing who you are not trying not not revealing the self those are those are core elements. Ah, you've come across that <laughs> in thinking of
0: uh, so in you know this like loneliness reduction interventions. Yeah. Um, and range of intervention effect sizes across different types of interventions. Largest effects for CBT, and including um, awareness skills. So things like perspective taking, empathy, identifying automatic negative thoughts, and mindfulness but also improving of awareness of and expressing of feelings, improving expression of positive events to facilitate capitalization of process. So I think that piece of, like, even increasing your own awareness of your feelings and even increasing your ability to express your feelings, right, that that had a big impact on your ability to have this, like, good quality social connection.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, um, my, my model, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but my model of social connection which at this point, who knows what series of studies I <laughs> lumped this all together from. I think it was definitely like self-disclosure research, but like my model for connection that, that I used through all, all my social stuff was one person, like you start off up here, shallow, the very top, one person self-discloses, so we get a little bit deeper, and the other person accepts it doesn't reject it, doesn't make fun of it, doesn't deny it or whatever. And then the other person reciprocates with their own self-disclosure that brings it down, and that person accepts it. And over time, you get deeper and deeper as you start to reveal, you self-disclose things that are more uh, sort of important for self. And it gets accepted and the risk, you know, you take this risk and you end up eventually in this close connection where you've shared a lot of yourself and it's been accepted. And that's And that's a, a big chunk of what I do in sort of treatment with people too.
0: Well, I was curious too then, cause I, I did want us to focus on like, right? Not just being like, it's so important. It's so important. And yeah. leave it at that and have a social connection Work on Like what are things that you recommend or what are things you talk with clients about of, in this weird COVID era, how to have Mm -hmm. some of those social connections modified, right? Since you can't do things, maybe how you would.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I do think like getting back to kind of what we're talking about at first, you know, the, the full isolation model, you know, the not wanting to be all or nothing. So I do think as you move down the scale and saying, Oh, I am just staying in my house. I'm not going to no, have no, no interaction with any people of any kind. I don't go outside. Like that's, That got a lot of people in trouble.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: we got to scale things back at least somewhat, right, to where we're not losing too much in the risk of getting COVID, but we're gaining a lot. In decreasing the, the risk from isolation. Right? Mm-hmm. So, the, the obvious one is just sort of being out. Like, this is what people are going to being outside and like doing some kind of exercise, being out in the sunshine, moving around, being just being near humans, like not staying close to them, but like out in the world rather than feeling like you're in jail.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: that one matters a lot.
0: And I think, especially
1: if you can be outside and exercise and there's other people exercising in, right?
0: Well, it's just funny that you say that because that, that's always my number one, right? Because it's like hitting so many of the axes mm-hmm. of like helpful things for mental health of like, yeah, yeah. being outdoors, mm-hmm. being like green space, getting sunshine, um, yeah. and physically moving your body. Just all that research on how helpful.
1: Totally. Like that
0: brains love for our bodies to move. Brains love exercise. And so that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, then being around or being exercising outside, even just walking is fantastic.
1: Walking is almost a perfect exercise for humans. Yes. Yeah
0: humans were built for it and then yeah like going on an outdoor walk with a friend right like anthony fauci would totally get behind that (laughs) yeah
1: it's and and i thought that's that's a common one that i've i've sort of been engaged with too right is that Mm -hmm. go see a friend you know maybe don't pick the the person like if you're trying to like move from here to here you know in how intense you are about isolating yourself Maybe don't pick the friend who goes out to frat parties every weekend. Pick someone who's like fairly, you know, you feel like is so, you know, in in your risk range level, mm-hmm. you know, and then do do something like outdoors, and keep a decent distance. But you can still, you know, the the risk level is still really low. Mm-hmm. You still talk, and you get the social connection and the exercise. Like that's, I feel like that's a great baseline, of starting.
0: That is my number one. Okay. Yeah, suggestion. It's like, can you go on a walk outside with someone? Like, is there somebody Uh willing to meet up with you to like go on a walk outside? Because people are typically right. Like, since there's so much on like being outdoors, Mm -hmm. being safer, um, and yeah. Like it's a great way of, like, and if we have an activity, like we're going on a walk. It's, Especially
1: know, if you can, you know, just if you want to get as many, as many, like, good
0: beneficial. Re-
1: research interventions and in, uh, do it in, like, a trail or something, do it yes. in nature. Because mm-hmm. nature alone is really good for soothing.
0: Totally. I mean, I feel like that's one of the benefits in Austin, of right? Like, there's a lot of, yeah. like, green space and trails that you can go.
1: Downside of Austin. It's an oven and you get roasted. I really do think, like, leaving the house and getting some minimal, actual around humans social interaction. My, my, uh, my dad would assert that there's pheromones going on and other things of humans socializing together that, that are doing something. Since you've gone a little cartoony, keep on that one because that actually is in line with my next, my next point. Like, what I was going to say is on the that, that end of things where it's still um, still being super-duper safe. Oh. We have some of the stuff I think we've talked about before, of like the, doing the, the, the video chat, phone call stuff, which from research, like connection-wise, yeah, accounts for a, a bunch. It's not probably not 100%, but it accounts for...
0: It's more than text. Better yeah, than
1: yeah, and the closer it Facebook
0: is, message. Mm-hmm.
1: some stuff is to be avoided. Facebook type of connections are like... Probably uh, counterproductive. Like, do something that's a lot... That, that's staring at someone through a window. What, what are they up to in there? Uh, don't do that. Like, actually do direct connection with people. I think phone calls are over text. The like text sometimes will have more, more often. So if you're in, like, text threads with people, great, yeah. Because then it's, like, a bunch of these little connections. But phone calls are, are good because that's more... You get more signals and video calls. Um... But this is a little more, it's a little more out there and fitting in, in with our backgrounds. But there's some research on uh, pets.
0: Oh, oh so, my dog is actually here. There go, right?
1: Did, did you want to bring him into the shot for this? No, no. This part of our conversation. No. Um, but yeah, but the the ability of like pets to to sleep
0: thing. on the ground. <laughs>
1: so, you connect though, and. They, you know, pets can turn on the soothing system too. The same thing that we get from like someone like being nice with and rubbing our back. If your pet snuggles in with you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and you like uh, sort of compassionate and connecting, that, that's great too. It's not going to accommodate, accomplish everything, but deliberately spending time seeking soothing and connection with pets. Great. There's some research on para connection. Yes. But it's where you can still turn on that soothing system and that attachment and connection with beings that are not actual humans with you. You can do it in ways where it's, like, thinking about, like, people that you're close to and, like, playing out kind of nice memories. Um, or, like, we form attachments to movie and TV characters. It's okay. so, like watching, like, kind of favorite movies and, like... Those can do some of that kind of stuff too. Um, let's say that's a, sort of more out of interest or desperation, but far more inclined to go the actual route of, um, you know, but, but you, can get it, you can get it too from like reading like books and, you know, like listening to, like watching sort of YouTube talks from people you're connected to, or we, we can nurture that stuff. Without an actual person being there, if we look at what turns that connection system on within us, right? Mm. Like, look, like there's certain like um, speakers that I really like like, like, like but that I mean people that talk, not physical speakers. Where if I listen to them, I feel connected to, to them. You know, bunch TV shows that are that way. Um, so there's ways of doing it without actually having a physical person there. Yeah. But it would be nice to get some, yeah. physical, some actual physical people involved and yes. setting up ways of, like, what is, what is a lower risk. Again, we're, we're, it's not the all or nothing, right? So we're saying, hey, if one end of the scale is too much, that doesn't mean you, like, mm-hmm. take Jump off the your, other- your, your mask and go do crazy stuff and throw caution in the wind. Make no, we're yeah. Where is, where is the right place? Yeah. yeah. Like what can do that's sensible?
0: Yeah. And I feel like in exploring that with clients, I'm able to get that, you know, we're able to get to that place.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but sometimes it does take me doing a little bit of the, like starting off with like, okay, what about this? Or what about this? And something's going to be like, no, no, that's not going to happen. So I'm like, yeah. okay,
1: mm-hmm. I could
0: probably, I could probably do that. And so. What,
1: what are some examples?
0: Um, So I, have a client who really loves to cook um and so we talked about like you know she's nowhere near comfortable like having someone over to eat or to go to somebody's house but we talked about like a way to have like a picnic at a park mm-hmm. right that felt kind of more doable for her yeah I might even suggest things that like maybe it's not going to be a good fit for them right like I've I definitely had for clients where I'm like how do you feel about and I'll say like yeah, grabbing a coffee on a patio or something like that. And some like, absolutely not. I'm like, okay, great. Well, now I know where your where your yeah. line is. And yeah. So
1: figuring out what, what feels, can you do yeah. within your comfort zone yeah. that is still trying to help you meet. So it. Imagine I, I I had um one of my folks who was feeling really really trapped and isolated, and just going to a coffee shop and sitting outside not even talking to people, but just being literally around people and seeing people was enough to make a huge shift in mood. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, another person who went on a, uh, like, basically, like, left town, like, like with, with their, their partner just to, like, be somewhere else and, like, yeah, seeing new too. things and find, seeing new people and, it, you know, even if it's not, like, you're not hanging out with them.
0: Sure. I remember um, when it very first happened in the like middle of March here in Austin, where they like, you know, schools shut down and everything like that. I remember yeah. we were um, out of town at a friend's lake house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All our spring break plans got canceled. And so, yeah. um, it, you know, just like the couple days we were there, just feeling like the world was ending and all these, you know, terrible things. And just driving back to our house and seeing people outside on a walk, like, with their pets, it
1: mm-hmm. was such
0: a sense of, like, okay, you know, like, a nuclear bomb did not drop. Like, the world yeah. is still here. Humanity is still yeah. happening. Like, there mm-hmm. is still civilization. It was, like, such a calming, like, reassuring feeling. And so, yeah, this piece of, like, just being out in, um, about amongst humanity. Yeah. It, you know,
1: even feel... just, yeah, just, just, like, amongst people versus being...
0: Mm, like, isolated the feeling, under like, the
1: uh, ice, like that kind of isolated. It's it's funny how even just, just being around, seeing people, helps us feel connected to humanity again. I love it. Mm-hmm. I do think, like it, you know, depending on risk and planning, the what is great is to have one of those like quarantine pods, right? Totally. it's like think? these are we are the people that are hanging out. We're hanging out with each other, and we're not hanging out with everybody. But it's it's a contained level of risk, right? It's still oh, reducing yes, the risk and we can like have a, a sense
0: of almost like I have a guaranteed connection, right? Like I can look forward to, mm-hmm. It's not like a one and done, like, oh, I had that one sense of connection. Now I'm never going to have it again. Almost yeah. like, oh, I can kind of rely on this a little bit. I can look forward mm-hmm. to that, like, I'm going to be able to have some of this, like, connection on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, yeah, helpful, yeah, because, I mean, I again, somewhat controversial and not, not all or nothing, but like the goal of, I think, of this is risk reduction, right? We're reducing, reducing risk. It doesn't mean just because it's possible to go to the highest level of risk doesn't mean that's therefore what makes the most sense or what you should do, you know? Yeah. It's possible I mean, to avoid all risk of driving by never driving, but... Sure. Well, you're reducing the risk by instead of interacting with everybody all the time, you're wearing masks and you have, you've, you're set few people that you interact with. And it's not guaranteeing you. Sure. But it's compared to normal life, you've lowered the risk a ton. Mm. And you've given and yourself a great boost in your, all these other sorts of health that we talked about already.
0: Totally. And I can, I mean, this is on a personal note, but just share... Um, that it doesn't it doesn't have to be that that all or nothing to have such a significant improvement in yes. your mood. Cause I remember just yes. like when things opened up a little bit and we could start to do a couple things, you mm-hmm. know, like just how significantly that improved our my mood and even like my daughter had said, um Like, mom, I feel normal again. And life was not is not normal and definitely was not normal, but it was just like seeing a couple people all of a sudden was like, oh, like it doesn't have to be 100% like it was to have a good significant improvement. Yeah,
1: that little boost, it's like the zero to one Mm -hmm. huge change. And, yeah, you get diminishing returns the further up you get, but the first few account for a lot of difference.
0: Mm. So I think that was a piece of what I wanted to make sure, like we talked about that again not this all or nothing like you need to never see anybody but mm-hmm. again doesn't mean like okay you need to be like it's so important you have to put all this you effort have into everyone like, all the time and, The and yeah. best social connection ever like no like there's there's some yeah moderation there too that can really pay off
1: so yeah. That sounds good and i'm i'm feeling that uh you know my my therapist sense is tingling telling me we must be at about fifty minutes. I'm
0: <laughs> um, guessing. Yeah, yeah, I just think this piece of like this is this is important too. Yes.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, avoiding risk is important, but this is important too.
1: Yeah. Okay. Should, should we uh should we wrap it up here?
0: Yeah, I think it's
1: okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us.
0: You can find me at anxietyaustin.com. My email address is. Marianne, M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E at anxietyaustin.com
1: I'm at thomassmithieman.com Rate us and review us and subscribe like and to subscribe. us like You're us. Gonna get... We're like 41,000 now so we crossed that 40,000 mark which is cool for us. But yeah, thank, thanks for listening. Thanks for and, checking uh, in, yeah. I hope you enjoyed our, our uh, backgrounds. <laughs> Write an email if you prefer my white background with the we're doing but that, but. that. <laughs> without knowing that. So, okay, okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.